Windows Studio. Unique opinions, compelling conversation, and the best in afternoon entertainment. Now, the conversation continues. It's time for It's Okay, It's Not Okay. Now, on Drew Garabo Live. Drew Garabo Live. The anticipation is building. I I almost don't have words, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, We've waited for this moment for a very, very long time. is a hero. He is a warrior. He is somebody that you can have your kids look up to. He is a man who in moments that other people can't even fathom has found strength not only for himself but to give to others. And he has not been on his own show live since May 13th. As he kicks cancer's ass. But I will tell you, he is here right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Drew Mother Effing Garabo. Johnny? Johnny, is that you? Johnny? Oh, <laughs> just kidding. How you doing, buddy? My goodness. Oh, I'm doing so good. Way I, to make me cry with the intro. Dude, I feel I, I can't explain it. I've d I haven't done radio with anybody in this life more than you, and I feel nervous right now. I just told Corey we're coming back. My palms are sweaty. I I don't even I don't even I might don't even know what to say, man. It is so, <laughs> Get a hold of yourself. It for is God's so sake. damn good to hear your voice and to uh to have you uh, right here with us, man. How how in the hell are you? Oh, that's a loaded question. Seriously. Thank you, buddy. Uh, man, I'm great. I uh, I honestly feel pretty awesome right now, um, and that's thanks to a whole bunch of people. Then I left my I wrote down on my Apple Notes uh, people that I need to thank for that because it truly took a team of people, not just to keep me alive, but to get me to this point where I'm even able to talk to you on the show. You know what I mean? Um, It's been a hell of a couple of months since I've been on the air. I had no idea that it was mid-May the last time that I cracked this microphone. If you had asked me, I would have said mid-June, maybe even late June. Yeah, it was uh, leave it to the historian, uh, Jacob Two Times, who the other day on the air, I think, had thrown out a couple dates that didn't sound right to me at all. Uh, And so I I think it was this morning or last night, I I started going back through our text messages to try and find when that last day was, you know, because I wanted to build the the gravitas, not that it needed it. And, uh, dude, May May 13th was the day, that solo solo last day. Yeah, and I kind of hate that. I had to be solo the last day. I'm certainly not going to, you know, rescind your vacation days or stand between you and the relaxation that you certainly deserve. But, you know, doing the the last show by myself without you, Corey did a great job uh, filling in, and he's at the top of my list of people to thank because to be able to take some of the load off of you and to uh, to shoulder that and and to pitch in and to make your job easier. 
that's all I could want. I, I never wanted this to be a burden for you. And you have, John, you've taken on so much. And, you know, I'm sure people who listen every day know that it's a strain just to host when you're not used to hosting. But if they could see and know the things that you've done behind the scenes, not just to keep our show alive, uh, but to protect our brand, to make sure that Drew Garabo Live sounds like Drew Garabo Live, to look out for me personally. Uh, you called me a hero, and, and I'll say the same thing to you. You are my hero, and you've proven through all of this. Um, you're more than a friend, man. You are a partner, and you are a brother, and you have made all of this as easy as it could be. All I could ever hope is that while I'm fighting this awful, potentially fatal disease, that I could have someone like you, and I'm not sure there is anybody like you, to protect what we have built over the last couple of years. And I have not had to worry about one thing regarding our show because I know that you care about it as much as I do, and, and you've been nothing short of a hero to me, man. I appreciate that. Don't I, you I, cry, you no, pussy. I'm no, I'm, I'm not. I saved up my four monthly cries all to use them up uh, in this segment. <laughs> oh, uh, but I, I've said it before, and I've, I've said it, uh, you know, I'll say it again. You know, you you created the person who would be ready to do this. You know what I mean? And, and, and uh, just the way that I've been able to and you've allowed me to, which I would say 95% of, of hosts, uh, maybe 98%, don't let people flourish uh, underneath them uh, the way that you have let me flourish and grow and, and, and become with no, with no, you know, with no guidelines, with no, hey, this is kind of what I see your role as on the show. Like those are conversations that, that just haven't happened because you've let me naturally come into my own and without you allowing me to do that over the last, you know, three plus years, I'm not ready uh, to 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 do what I what I have been able to do, and and just to you know build on what you said, I'm I'm very grateful to to Corey Cardinal and uh, to, to to Danielle and and Sam from you know from yeah. Hot and, and 97X when they can because that's that's it, like that's it. and I don't say that as a diss to anybody, but like that's those are the people uh, who have been there and, and and many and they have taken it on you know, their own volition and, and on their own free will to be here uh, and to help. And, and I will be forever grateful for that. Me too. And the sacrifices that they've made, Corey, from a professional standpoint of, of balancing somehow doing an incredible job behind the scenes of, of making sure that to put up the promotions department is taken care of and being there for you every day. Danielle sacrificing her family time, doing double shifts, checking in on me every single day. Um, and then, you know, Sam helping out as well. You, John Brennan and I were talking about this last week about how you don't want to put someone in there just to have someone in there because that's not necessarily going to help you. You know, you get the wrong person in there and, and this isn't a, like you said, it isn't a diss against anybody, but you get the wrong person in there and our show doesn't sound like our show. You're not comfortable. You're not at your best. So it takes the right people doing the right things and, and sacrificing. So Corey, Thank you, man. You've, you've been immeasurably helpful to us. And, John, to echo what you said about creating a role for you, from the moment I met you, I just knew that there was something special. And I didn't know that we were destined to do what we do. But through the years, I kind of did. And I, and I found the radio partner that I was always looking for. And it actually helped me become not just a better leader but a better person because I wanted to share everything with you. It wasn't like I had to overcome 
selfishness or an ego or the desire to control things. It just naturally happened because I trusted you immediately. You earned that trust through the years. So, you know, I never felt the need to define a role for you. I never felt the need to reel you in or say, hey, you know, you're stepping outside this. I just love everything that you do and and organically does it suck that i had to leave my own show for a couple of months absolutely it does i don't recommend that for any show host out there um but to know that you were going to shoulder it and move it forward um took away so much stress from my life and from a company standpoint um they i never had to worry about my job i never had to worry about things here um, John Brennan and, and, and everybody and, and HR all did such a great job of letting me know that they cared about my health and, and that I didn't have to worry about, you know, things like, am I going to be able to come back to work? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, and you know, that's the other, the other part of it where, you know, not only are you, are you fighting for your life, but radio is, is this weird universe where stepping away uh, and especially, I mean, you've been very open about it. Uh, you know, it's just, it's not something that you ever want to do or that you, you would do. So, you know, trying to, you know, hold it the way that you want it, but, but also, you know, letting everybody know on a daily basis uh, that, that this is your seat and that, that I'm here uh, for you and, and, and until you're back. And, and, and I always want to carry that, that vibe when I'm, when I'm in the seat and you're not here. You did, and, and honestly, every time I listen, and I can't listen every day because it hurts my heart sometimes. There are just days when I want to be there so badly, and to hear it just, just honestly hurts my heart. Um, but on the days when I can listen, hearing you honor me like that, um, it, it moved me to tears, man. There's just no other way to say it. It's uh, It was a beautiful tribute that you paid, and for you to come up with the idea to play Throwback Thursdays so that my voice could be on my show, um, the best of segments that you chose, uh, it, you put a lot of care into it, man. And, and, and we saw the results already and I think we're going to see the results in the future. I know. I can't wait. Uh, you know, I, I, I know that there are, you know, still, still things to do and in, in, yep. in, in time to come. Uh, but I think that, uh, you know, this is obviously would, would cancel it a million times over, but, uh, you know, you, you've, I've seen you talk and, and heard you talk about perspective and, and you can't buy this kind of perspective, uh, you know, just as just being so close to it. Uh, I, I feel like my, what, you know, my brain and the way I just approach life is, is different. Um, so I can't imagine what it's like for you. And I think being able to move forward with that, with that same perspective, uh, you know, kind of changes the game. It has. And I was already a person who appreciated everything I had. I was already a person who, who really felt lucky to live every day. Um, and one of the gifts that the last year has given me is the fact that we are all so damn lucky just to be alive, to be the right distance from the sun, to not have fatal diseases, which most people don't. And if you're listening right now and you don't have any health issues, awesome appreciate that wake up in the morning and go damn i don't have cancer i don't have leukemia i don't have this i don't have that i get to live my life and it's so easy john to get sucked into the muck that we have to trod through whether it's relationship stuff an unfulfilling job strife 
the world around us, politics, etc. It's so easy to allow those things to kind of dull our worldview and to diminish our perspective and, and, and to really take us down a bad road. But when you pull back from that and you're able to look at it from a different perspective of just how lucky we are to be alive and deal with these things. That's what I've learned over the last year. And there has not been one morning when I haven't woken up and and just laid there in bed and gone, my God, I get to live another day. This disease that I have been fighting since late August of last year has not killed me. And it's probably not going to kill me today. And I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to do whatever I can to get people to realize how lucky they are, A, to not have cancer if they don't, B, if they do, that they are still alive to fight it. And you don't lose that fight, like Stuart Scott said, when you pass away. You went down fighting, and this disease that one in every two men is going to get, one in every three women is going to get, that continues to to annihilate children and babies and old people and young people, et cetera, that we still can't quite get our heads around. This disease will not win as long as you have the right attitude. And if you're fighting it right now, you're one of my fellow warriors, you know exactly what I'm talking about, and, and I can't tell you how much I empathize with what you're going through. Well, you sound absolutely amazing uh, right now, and and I know that you know a few people kind of know uh, what the last few months have have really been oh. like. Do you do do you wish it all to to touch on what is what has been going on and where things stand today? Because sure. I have to I have to say it's, and I know that it's hopefully there's been less and less cancer in your body as this process has gone on. That's the plan. Yeah. Uh, but but you know through these last two stretches of of what you went through your ability to bounce back and in, in the way that you kind of prepared your body for that second round of, of, of stem cell was so damn impressive because I don't know. And I, and I've never been this close to somebody going through this, but I mean, you were, you were damn near like a, a training athlete for that, uh, for that second <laughs> round of stem cell uh, treatment with your, with your walks and just the way you were eating and the way you had prepared your body. So, I mean, uh, you know, kind of, kind of through that and, and, and where do we stand today? Yeah, great, uh, and, and I'm happy to share that with you. And, and, and a special shout-out uh, to my doctor, Dr. Nishiori, and the most amazing nurse in the entire universe, Nurse Buffy, who has helped me through this whole process and helped me be able to even talk to you today because there's a lot, John. There's so many administrative I's that have to get dotted and T's to get crossed just so I can even talk to you for like yeah. 20 minutes from home. So shout-out to the whole medical team at Moffitt. I can't say enough good things about them. The last couple of months, what I've been through, when I talk about it, it feels like I'm talking about someone else. And and that makes me realize the enormity of it and the intensity of it. Basically, I went through two rounds. It's called a tandem treatment of high-dose chemotherapy, and it's platinum-based chemotherapy. Carboplatin and etoposide are the two drugs. They have horrific side effects um, that include but are not limited to colitis, a sodium deficiency, hearing loss, neuropathy, which means nerve damage in my feet. Mm. I can barely feel my, feel my feet when I walk. Uh, hair loss, all that garbage. Pneumonia, which can kill you, which kills a lot of people who go through the stem cell transplant. But it kills the cancer. It annihilates every cell in you, both healthy and cancerous. And yes, it is. it has been kicking 
the cancer inside me. It has been kicking its ass, and and we are winning this fight. And what the future holds, I have no idea. I'll find out soon enough. I don't concern myself with that. Um, but I went through one round, which required about a two-and-a-half-week stay at Moffitt. They give you three days of super high-dose chemotherapy. They give you a couple days to rest. And then they they have transplant day, which means that they take the stem cells, about 15 million of them that they extracted from my body. Not everyone is lucky enough to get their own stem cells, by the way. And if you get someone else's, that leads to all kinds of complications. And I'm very fortunate that they were able to harvest 15 million of those bad boys from this overachiever's oh, body. Oh, man, you're, just, you're, you're filled it. with those cells. Oh, I killed it. Damn. And so um, they put about 7 million, 7.5 million in me. They wait a couple of days, and I will tell you, the week between like the chemo rest period, transplant, and waiting for what's called engraftment, which is when your stem cells finally make their way to your bone marrow and start producing white blood cells again so you can fight the infections that are in your body, that week is the worst week of your life. Like You, you are bedridden. You, you're malazed. You just... You can't do anything but lay there and embrace the suck. And so the first time it happened, man, it took a lot out of me. And and you came and saw me, I think, shortly after engraftment, and I was still feeling like garbage. And even when I got released from the hospital after the first round, I didn't feel good. It, it took me a while to get my energy level back up, my endurance back up. Tough for me to walk. When I had my appointments at Moffitt, I had to go in a wheelchair it was it was humbling and awful. So when everybody started telling me, firstly, I did not want to get the second round. I was wondering if you were going to touch on that yeah. because the, you know that we've we've talked about it. But when you when you talk about you know the fight and and pushing through uh, that moment, uh, you know, felt like a turning point of, of of sorts. And I'm sure that anybody who has gone through that once, uh, the initial thought is, uh, there's no way in hell I'm about to do that again. So the high-dose chemotherapy round one was my third session of chemotherapy. And afterwards, I shared with you, I shared with several people, I don't ever want to go through chemotherapy again. I would rather let this disease kill me than go through that awful, awful treatment again. And, I, and that's a bad, wrong attitude to have. It's understandable. If you've been through chemo, you know the hell that it is. But it's also not productive, and it's not it, it. It doesn't help you at all. So when I met with my oncologist, I had this attitude of no, no second round, dude, no tandem treatment. Yeah. Like let's just let's just treat these tumors, and and he was very direct with me, but at the same time, he's very encouraging, and he said, "Our goal is not to treat. Our goal is to cure you of this cancer." And when he said that, it was like a switch got flipped, and I and I realized, man, I'm I'm being really short sighted here. I I I am thinking short term. I don't want to suffer for a week, two weeks, two and a half weeks, three weeks, whatever. I want to get cured, man. I want to go back to what was a normal life, and I haven't lived a normal life for almost a year now. I've been a cancer patient. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's changed just about everything about me. So when he said that, I was like, okay, you know, let, let's go round two. And then the nurse practitioners, the nurses, the, the doctors, they were telling me, man, 
Round two is rougher than round one. Just get ready for it. Fellow patients that I talk to on Instagram, you know, round two is tough. It's going to take you longer to recover. You know, you're going to have more side effects, blah, blah, blah. And I said that might be true uh, for most. Uh, but I'm going to do everything I can do to prepare my body. And uh, Sarah, my girlfriend, who has been my savior through all of this, my God, I, I could spend hours and hours talking about what she's done for me and how she's changed her life, put her life on hold so she can keep me alive. Another and, hero. A, a, a true hero, the hero of my world. You too. I am so lucky to know you already. Both of you are, are my absolute heroes. And so she and I started going on walks in the morning. We'd get up super early before that god-awful sun would come out and before the sweltering humidity would creep in. And we'd walk for 20 minutes. And then we'd push it a little further and walk for 30 minutes. And before you know it, we're doing four and a quarter miles in my neighborhood every morning. And I'm getting my body ready for it. And at the same time, I'm eating everything in sight and i'm not talking healthy stuff either i'm talking ice cream i'm talking fettuccine alfredo i'm talking you name it i'm shoving it down my pie hole uh, because i wanted to gain weight because chemo you'll lose like 20 30 pounds because you're not eating so i did those things i got my mind right i got my body right i bought a i knew what to bring to the hospital i brought po like 50 protein bars and protein shakes because i knew i wasn't going to want to eat the hospital food or any food, I forced myself to eat those protein bars. I forced myself to drink those protein shakes. I picked up a case of mucositis, which is awful. It's sores in your mouth Ooh. that burn, and it's a side effect of the chemotherapy. They give you this magic mouthwash that will dull the pain for like an hour so you can shove food in there. Um, I unfortunately did pick up some pneumonia. I'm um, still dealing with that through some antibiotics, but I'm showing no symptoms, no shortness of breath, no fevers, no coughs, no nothing. I'm good. Um, and as a result, John, as soon as I engrafted this second time, I felt amazing. I could, I could feel those white blood cells building back up and getting ready to fight the infection. And I was like, man, I am going to return to real life. And I think I even texted John Brennan while I was in the hospital, like, let's talk about my return to work. Yeah. <laughs> and thank God that I did because as much as I wanted to come back, and I'm sure as much as you know they were open to me coming back, there are so many things that have to get done before that happens. And uh, that has been a learning process. I get it. We're in a crazy corporate culture where – you have to dot all your I's and cross all your T's and make sure that you're doing everything by the book. But um, it's not as easy as I'd like to come back to my show and uh, and and you're back on the show. So long-winded result because of a phenomenal medical team behind me. Um, as of right now, I feel awesome. I feel better every day. I had a great appointment today. I got to see Buffy again, she, the most incredible nurse. Like, all you want is someone who responds immediately to your emails. You know what I mean? Like, when you have a concern, hey, my feet are peeling, or hey, my hands are peeling, or hey, I need this form signed, you want someone who's going to get back to you within a reasonable amount of time. Always, immediately, immediately, response, thorough response, getting it done, TCB. 
That is so that it's so crazy. Like when you when you think of, you know, doctors and nurses, you know, they do so many different things. But the people that are such on the on the ground level of that, that are actually because I would imagine she's probably people in that role are responding to emails from multiple different patients at multiple different times all all through the day. And and that that kind of hands on personal approach is is what you've got to, you know, give when when you've got a situation like this, because, I mean, you've got right now too the appointments are are they're fairly regular still. Correct. Um, they are, but not as not as much as I thought. Like I really thought, especially after the second transplant, they were going to want to see me a couple times a week to do lab work to make sure my counts are good. And after today's appointment, one one appointment a week to do lab oh, work wow. and and a doctor visit. I got some scans scheduled down the road. I got some immunizations because this is pretty interesting. I'm considered 17 days old today. Oh my gosh! Because on your transplant day. You're zero days old. Your your body does a whole reset. I have to get all my childhood immunizations oh my again. Gosh. I'm immunocompromised as hell. I got I can't be around people. Um, and so I, I was zero days old on my transplant day. Your next day you're plus one. So today I'm plus seventeen. I'm basically the world's oldest shabbiest looking 17 year old baby or 17 day old baby you're a young hot piece of ass is what you are goo goo ga ga john <laughs> oh man that is so do you did you already start the process of your childhood shots like what do we get it when we're children that, that i'm sure i have forgotten about most people have i think you get the mmr the measles mumps rubella i haven't gotten those yet i think they started about 30 days out um, I made all the appointments today, but it was just a blur because they, they made all my appointments through October. <laughs> so so it's just a blur about what we talked about. Um, but we started scheduling the childhood immunizations, and uh, it's, a, it's a fascinating process. It, it, it keeps you alive. I did too much research on it before I got it, and I had to stop because you start looking at the fatalities that occur during yeah. – because, I mean, it's – it's high-dose chemotherapy, and this was my third and fourth go-around with chemotherapy, and it's no joke. Like they, you, you start to really contemplate your own mortality, and, and that can be scary, but at the same time, it can be kind of beautiful because I have lived an amazing, incredible life, and I don't expect it to come to an end tomorrow. I don't expect it to come to an end next month or next year. Um, but throughout this process, it's made me realize when I go back and look at what I've been able to do, who I've been able to become, and how to this very day I look to inspire other people through what I've been through. And that is such a primary objective of mine. If you are hearing my voice right now, uh, you are hearing someone who stared death in the face. And I'm not the bravest person in the world. When people say how brave I am, I just kind of laugh and I go like, there's nothing brave about it. My only option is fight this thing with a positive attitude or let it kill me or let it consume me with gloom and negativity and doom. And no thank you to that one. Uh, I will I will look this disease in the face and and I will I will laugh and I will find ways to laugh and I'll find ways to get people to realize. And I'm talking to you right now in your car. You can't turn your radio off and you're in your driveway right now because I'm back on the radio. Thank you. But I am here to tell you that you should view every single day that you are alive as a damn gift because it is a gift. 
Did I lose you? No, no, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, I'm good. here. No, I'm it's good. Really, rain's really starting to come down. Is that, I wasn't sure if that was your rain or our rain. No, it's our rain. And then my hero, Sarah, who's sitting on the porch right now waiting for hummingbirds that will never come, uh, she uh, she got up and closed the sliding glass door so that the rain wouldn't uh, wouldn't interrupt our broadcast. I don't know how and where uh, your 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 fresh uh, bird nerd lifestyle comes into play, uh, but when we're you know truly officially uh, you know reunited properly, I can only uh, you know hope that we will find a way uh, to spotlight the bird activity uh, that is taking place in your backyard because that is uh, uh, you know out of out of all of the the negative that has come with this, and there's been a whole hell of a lot of it. Uh, one of the great things is that your your love for birds and having spent time with you at your feeders in your backyard, uh, it is it, it's almost like I feel the majority of people out there are missing out on the joy of of bird watching in your backyard. Let me tell you, you and your wife coming over for my birthday ranks as one of the greatest days of this past year for me. Um, to be able to spend time with you guys alone was incredible. The cake that our buddy Melissa from Alessi Bakeries made was just breathtaking. And and to have you see my beginning setup out there where we're attracting some uh, some Cardinals. I call them El Corey. Oh, really? Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Cardinal uh, visit every day, and then um, we get some chickadees. Uh, some what? John, sorry. I've been gone since I know, mid, I'm sorry. mid-May, I'm, I'm but, sorry. Uh, but, but I'm, I'm still okay. me. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take advantage of you really at this, nice at try. this moment. Sorry. Um, and then this morning, wouldn't you know it, we, we got a hummingbird set up where you got to make like fake nectar. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to get like sugar water and there's coloring in there and it's red and, and hummingbirds love red. And this morning, um, we're, we're both awake and I hear Sarah go, hummingbird, hummingbird. And that's not code for, like, you know, put it in my butt or anything. Uh, so I, I, I go out there and I look, and there's this giant wasp-looking thing flying at the feeder. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's a hummingbird. And he, and he, and he fed for a second. Really? And then he flew away. So, so undeniable. Undeniable uh, sighting. This is a 100% confirmed hummingbird sighting. Wow. What, was, what, what, what were its colors like? It was reddish. Is that the, is that the first one? Because I was there... Uh, the day I believe that the hummingbird feeders came up. Is that the first hummingbird since since that day? Um, Sarah thought she saw one, and I thought I saw one separately from that, and we may have indeed. It might have been him. might have been a big wasp. I don't know. But this is the very first, like, four eyes on this thing, six if you include my glasses, confirmed sighting of a hummingbird at the feeder. And they're they're difficult birds to attract. Sarah went to Lowe's today to buy some plants. Oh, I thought I saw I saw that. Yeah, you've got to have like plants and flowers of certain colors and varieties to to bring them in. Yeah, the number one uh, attractor of the hummingbird, and I and I'm not making this up, the firebush. You got one. I got one. I actually got a redheaded young lady to stand <laughs> out there with her pants down, legs akimbo. Uh, no, yes, she. I, I believe indeed, uh, Sarah bought a. Uh, a fire bush today, and we're going to plant those bad boys. And as the weather gets a little cooler, man, I'm hoping we get some hummingbird activity out there. That's so exciting. And just Isn't sitting it? out there, it's such a peaceful – it, it, it made me long for the moment when I have a, a backyard like that to be able to uh, uh, just chill out and, and watch. That, that's, better. That's, that's better than nine out of ten things you're going to find on Netflix. I agree, and trust me, I'm going through Netflix like crazy. It is it is so much better than than most of what you'll find on television, with the possible exception of Press Your Luck, 
hosted by Elizabeth Banks. Dude, no I, whammies. I got to give this a try. I, I've got to give it. the. Will I? Oh yeah, it's a it's a stupid game show. I, I mean, I could like a game show. All right, if you'd like a, a really dumb game show with whammies, I it, I love the whammy animations that they have. I love the drama and the intrigue of these people deciding whether they should press their luck or walk away with a bunch of prizes. Elizabeth Banks is a delightfully charismatic hostess. Um, I enjoy it. Thursday nights, 8 o'clock, ABC. They don't pay me to tell you about it. Can I tell you that I was thinking of the wrong woman? I was, I was, um, I knew that you were into it, but I had this preconceived notion that Elizabeth Banks was a bad person. Oh. Uh, and then, and so I started working through these emotions. Amanda Banks. Uh, no, no, I was working through these emotions with my, with my wife, with Danielle, and she said, You're thinking of Katherine Heigl. So I had Catherine Heigl and Elizabeth Banks somehow mixed up, maybe because they were both in movies with Seth Rogen. Um, But but I had been putting a wrong reputation onto Elizabeth Banks, so I I do need to I need to try it. Yeah, she's got a pretty uh, spotless reputation. She uh, she's married to some dude who I think is a producer. She's the producer of the show. Uh, and the host, so uh, you you may have the wrong, uh, I do. wrong reputation. I do, and then once I figured it out, she was in Zach and Miri make a porno. She definitely was. Yeah, and and Catherine Heigl was in Knocked Up, and she's the she's yep. the, the the b word. From she what is, uh, yeah. She she talks a lot of smack about those dudes after the movies, and she seems like a real uptight b word, if not c word. Uh, some people may be listening, Drew Garabo, yeah. and, and they're thinking, um, what's mm. going on, guys? Uh, Tell us about the the future of the show. Like, oh. like when are when are we going to get back uh, to Jadita? What's what mm. what's really good? Mm. 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 That is good. When is when is when is the man going to be back? Like back back like on a on a Monday through Friday basis. When and, will Drew Garabo return to the show that bears his name? I want I want to know too. You're you're telling me that is what people, including you. Including possibly Corey Cardinal sitting in the studio right now, yeah. are wondering when is this guy going to come back? We got a teaser today. He just broke us off a chunk of uh, what a half hour or so, thirty four freaking minutes. I gotta say, that was the oh my god, that was, uh, that was the, where does the time go? Seriously, yeah. it's the fastest thirty four minutes of my life. Man, me too. <laughs> uh, so let me say this about that: my medical team has been working very hard to get me to a point where I can even feel good enough to broadcast from home. Mm-hmm. They've done that. Okay. Behind the scenes, there has been a process, as I alluded to earlier, of making sure that everything is just right. I won't bore you with the tedium of the FMLA and the short-term disability aspect of it. That's been very eye-opening as well. All of those things need to be taken care of, John, Mm. and they will be taken care of in good time. And I can tell you right now at 535 on Friday, the 5th of August, that at 2 p.m. on Monday, the 8th of August, I will have an announcement about the potential return of the titular host. <laughs> Love that word, titular. Drew Garabo to Drew Garabo Live. Monday at 2 p.m. Throbbing. If you'll have me. I'm throbbing. I'm throbbing. Well, throb if you might. 
But I will have news. Monday, August the 8th, at 2 p.m. That's a hell of a tease. It is. Well, yeah, there was a lot of intrigue in my voice there, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I really you, feel like yeah, I, you got I really it. Yeah, like uh, I... Keith Morrison-esque. Oh, God, thank you. Yeah, I oh, felt it. Thank you. I don't, want, I don't want this I don't want this to end, though. Me either. No, I like, know. I was thinking the same thing. I, it's been so long. It's like putting that delicious heroin back in your veins. <laughs> it's like... It's like taking that oh-so-lovely smack and just mainlining it right into your brain and going, man, where have you been for the past couple of months? Well, I, I mean, Mo, I got to say, if there's if there's reasons to be late, if there's a reason for, you know, a cat named Mo show right. to start at 6.06, I, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, even though uh, I do make Mo late often these <laughs> days, uh, I, and he says it's always okay, and he, I don't believe him, I believe him today when he says it's okay. Right. Oh, that's that's very nice of him. Yeah. I'm glad he's still there. I, uh, it's been a couple of months. Oh no no no, he's been fired. This is a different oh. mo. Oh, yeah, oh, no, no. They, oh, this is M E A U X. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, what was that group with Ricky Martin? Was it Menudo? Menudo. Yeah, they've changed the whole staff. They they're still named the same, but it's actually different people. <laughs> I meant to tell you that. Hey, uh, before you let me go. Um, I just want to thank everybody who reached out over these past couple of months, um, whether it's friends by text or people who listen to us by social media uh, or people in real life. This really super big fan today when when I was waiting to get blood drawn um, said, you know, he he's been he's been dealing with it for three years now. He's been clear. He's in there getting some blood work done today. Um Every single person who's even taken the time to think about me in those moments of suckitude when you wonder if you can go on and you're able to get strength from your family, your loved ones, your friends, the people around you, but then you think about how many people have reached out who you don't even know who feel like they know you because you've been on the radio in Tampa Bay for 11 years now and they've been hearing your voice. It profoundly touched and inspired me and helped make the really lousy parts a little easier to know that I have somehow impacted people I don't even know with what we've done. And I fight this fight for everybody going through this fight. I fight this fight for the people I love so that they can not suffer anymore and not grieve anymore and not be sad anymore when they think about me and what I'm going through. And I, and I fight this fight for everybody to show them that even the most dire of circumstances and horrible of conditions don't have the power to dull the human spirit. And when I am able to come back, which you will hear about Monday at 2 p.m., when I am able to come back, we're not going to change what we do, but there will be an overall arcing theme of gratitude and perspective and inspiration that will be interwoven throughout the show that I think will make it an even more pleasurable listening experience. I can't wait, buddy. I can't wait. I'll be I'll be glued in at two o'clock. 
Uh, I'll actually be here too. Oh, good. Uh, I'll be glued in at two o'clock uh, to find out uh, when when you'll be back, back, back. And uh, this has been an absolute treat uh, to to spend this time with you uh, this afternoon. It's uh, it, you know it, it's been so long. It, like like we started saying, it's been so long and it's flown by uh, all at once. Uh, but to have it a reality, just to have you here right now, uh, is very very special. And and you've been dearly missed. Time keeps on slip, slip, slipping into the future, as the great Steve Miller band sang. And um, it has been so delightful to hear your voice again in my headphones and to be able to spend this time with you. And I can't wait whenever it may be, which you will find out Monday at 2 p.m. I don't I don't want to get too crazy, but I think oh. I think we can I think we can end the show now. I think I'm going to do that oh, uh, to where we'll just end the show now wow. and then come back with a cat named Mo. So I mean I would I would be honored um I would be honored if wow. if, if you'd send us home. Really? I mean if if that's wow. okay. Yeah. Oh no, it's definitely okay. I, I drop that on you. That's man, that's immense. On behalf of Corey Cardinal who has sacrificed and somehow managed to balance a full-time job behind the scenes and still contribute to our show and making John Senning's life and work easier and better. On behalf of John Senning, who I've already gone on at length about, has heroically protected our show elevated our show, elevated the ratings of our show, dealt with the stress behind the scenes, shown me incredible compassion and support as a friend and brother, and above all else has provided you with a phenomenal listening experience as he is one of the most gifted and naturally charismatic show hosts I have ever heard in my entire life and on behalf of me and the people who have supported me who I've named my girlfriend Sarah my hero John Senning my brother my hero my parents my sister's family Danielle all the people who've checked in Keith John everybody who at work who has taken the time to write handwritten notes. My friend Julia, who had the entire boys club and girls club that she oversees, write me handwritten notes to Mr. Drew saying, I hope you beat cancer. And so many of you who have taken time out of your lives to send an encouraging note to a guy you don't even know. You stand behind me. And I could not do this. I could not be where I am without you. And to my medical team, the nurses, the orderlies, the doctors, the nurse practitioners, the physician assistants, everyone who tirelessly and, and amazingly fights this fight alongside me. At Moffitt, they don't just make you feel like they're doing their job they make you feel like they want to help you beat your cancer and they want to beat every cancer that exists. All these people and so many more have helped me get to this point and I cannot wait to be here Monday at 2 o'clock 
to talk to you about the future and potential return of me to Drew Garabo Live. So thank you. I appreciate you listening very much. I hope you've enjoyed today half as much as I have. A cat named Mo and his phenomenal radio show are next. And then I don't know what this radio station does anymore because I've been gone for a while. Figure it out for yourself. I don't know. But I thank you very much for letting me be part of your life and for taking time out to help me through what has been 